Are you looking to earn an income in music? Do you keep tripping over obstacles on the way to getting what you want out of your career? That's what we're going to be looking at in this episode of the New Music Industry Podcast. David Andrew Reeb here with another solo episode for you. I'm really excited to bring this content for you as I continue to create an excessive amount of content on a daily basis and put it out there on YouTube and our blog and elsewhere. It's been a lot of fun for me. And so as I thought about what I wanted to share with you this Thursday morning, as I record this, this will be going out a little bit later in the day. This is what came to me because... I've been working on what I'm calling the free money course. We're going to come up with a better name than that. But the idea is there's a lot of things you can be doing in your music career right now to start generating more income without adding a whole ton of work to your plate. And so there's three things I'll be covering in this episode that you need to let go of as an artist if you want to earn an income in music. And most of us would say, that's pretty important. Money ends up becoming a little bit of a taboo subject like I talked about in an earlier episode with Justin Longo. The point is, we really do need to start talking about this. It really is critical and really is important because we can have more breakthroughs in our careers if we begin to explore the subject matter. Let's not just keep jumping on Clubhouse to hear talk about NFTs and let's not just keep hoping and praying that we're going to get millions of streams of Spotify and instead begin to open our minds to the possibilities. So let's start with number one. The problem is a lot of artists tend to poo-poo everything that isn't familiar or something they already know. And what most artists know is what? Touring, gigging, playing at clubs, right? Selling CDs, that's not really much of a thing anymore getting their music stream. So in, in the mind of most artists, like, oh, there's two income sources. And if you're earning in other ways, well, that's just, you know, that's not legit. You're not legit at all. <laughs> like that's how most artists tend to think. And look, I'm an artist too. I, I'm familiar with this conversation. I've totally been there and I got you, homie. I know where you're coming from, but it's not going to help you in your music career. That's an attitude we need to let go of. So, for example, when someone talks about blogging in music to help their careers or guest blogging, and I've seen this before, a lot of artists will just criticize the fact that writing has nothing to do with music. I've gotten that feedback before, too, because like I'm a prolific writer. But please understand, like I'm making a crap ton of music right now. There's a lot of productions. I just finished working on score for a short recently for a short film. And that was a lot of fun for me to work on, but that's not all I've, I've, I've done. You know, I'm also releasing a 15 minute guided meditation. I've already put that up on YouTube. I've been working on multiple guitar videos. I'm working on a predominantly synth oriented track called Pandemonium. I've got a lot on the go. And so I'm not just writing all the time. I'm not just podcasting all the time. I'm not just making videos all the time, even though I am doing those things. I am actively involved in my passion. Well, you know, life's not really worth living <laughs> if, if you can't engage in things that inspire you creatively. That's, that's the truth. Like who cares about the money to a degree anyway? Who cares about the money if you're not happy? 
what's the point? Then it's all just a means to an end. But if we want to earn an income, then we can't just poo-poo everything just because we haven't heard of it, haven't seen it before, don't know how it works, okay? We can't be too quick to judge because that's going to stop you. That's going to hinder you in building your music career. You know, other examples, when someone brings up cryptocurrency, I know a lot of artists that just shrug and say, you know, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Look, it doesn't take hours of research. It really doesn't. You could go and listen to a half an hour podcast, an hour podcast and go, you know, I think I got it. And, and the truth is, yeah, you know, there might be some underlying complexities and things like that, but there's nothing you're going to get in 10 hours that you couldn't get in 30 minutes. I'm just letting you know. You know, there's not a whole lot more. You can maybe fill in a few holes in those 10 hours, but you're not going to get a whole lot more. You're going to be able to do the 80-20 in about half an hour. And look, there's a lot of social networks out there right now that allow you to earn cryptocurrency just for sharing your content, just for building your channel. You know, Odyssey is one of them. BitClout's another one. I joined that one recently. Steam, it's another one. And so, you know, don't just poo-poo it because you don't know what it is or don't know how it works or don't think it could work for you. You need to be willing to give it a try. As artists, we really do need to be willing to give anything a try. So keep an open mind. Don't poo-poo it just because it's not familiar. There are more income sources available than there has ever been. And I might keep hammering that point throughout this episode. But like I said, with the proliferation of cryptocurrency and more social networks and more platforms, literally, literally, there has never been more income sources available to you. And they're all going to pass you right by if you insist on things being a certain way. Okay. Next point. Artists say, well, I'm not a polymath. I'm not a blogger. I'm not a podcaster and video maker like you are, DA. And you know, that's simply not true. I've talked to some of you and you're doing just as much as I am. And if not more, there was someone who responded to an email. I think it was just today or yesterday. And, and they talked about, oh yeah, I'm doing a theater thing. I'm doing a music thing. I'm also raising a teenage family. They had like three or four or five different projects going on at any given time. And they're raising a freaking family. Okay. So stop it. Stop diminishing yourself. That's what you're doing. You're saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just a bass player, okay? You know, that's all I do. Let's not be a stereotypical bass player, okay? And that's great. I'm glad you're a bass player. And there are a lot of other things that you can do. You have more potential than you possibly even realize probably okay <laughs> you you're not just a bass player if you know how to play the bass you can probably pick up the mandolin and the ukulele and possibly even a little bit of guitar and that in many ways puts you at an advantage that many other people don't have you can't just transfer over from piano to guitar it doesn't work quite as well i've seen people do it or at least attempt to do it but it's not that easy right if you play a fretted and a stringed instrument do you realize how many of those there are you can transfer over a lot of your abilities onto other things so let's not diminish ourselves okay and, and you know i get it this is one of those harsh truth type situations but try not to be an old dog who can't learn new tricks right 
we are what we say we are. We're always creating our world. Our word, what we say, creates our world, right? So if we say that we're an old dog and we're not willing to learn songwriting, we're not willing to learn digital marketing, we're not willing to learn subscription platforms like Patreon, or we're not willing to use high-quality, high-priced tools like 10x Pro, basically what we're saying is, yeah, you know, universe, please give me opportunity, but only within this limited frame of what I think I'm capable of. And again, key, key word being think. This is what I think I'm capable of, but reality is you are actually capable of so, so, so much more. And I was too. Look, when I got into becoming an audiovisual tech at, at theaters at the university, I didn't think I was qualified for that at all. I had a little bit of mixing and sound experience, live sound experience, and that was about it. And there's a lot of other responsibilities that go along with being a theater tech. You got to be able to roll out and position pianos and, and be able to lock them. And sometimes you got to do that by yourself. And we're talking about really expensive, you know, five five figure pianos <laughs> they gotta be moved around you gotta be able to set up and tear down you've got to be able to pull curtains um ideally you should be able to be a light light tech operator as well i wasn't able to do lighting because i really hadn't the first clue how, about how those boards are supposed to work so i was like underqualified, okay but i just started taking it on in my life especially when I was desperate or not desperate, but I just needed more income. I started taking that on in my life. And what I soon discovered was like, this could not only become a fairly lucrative income source for me, but also uh, it taught me a lot of skills and it helped me learn a lot of new things that I didn't necessarily think I could do, but all in good time. And this was like a casual part-time position. This was not a full-time position at all, which meant that, you know, I was only learning sporadically and then I would forget things and I would go back and I'd have to learn them again, such as how to put up a sign on the marquee and things like that. And so, you know, that was a nerve wracking experience at first, but of course in due time, in due course, if you gain experience and you do these things a few times, you begin to learn the ropes and you start to figure out a lot of things. To the point where maybe you could even train others when you felt completely unqualified to be able to do anything in that situation. So it's okay to be scared. It's okay to not want to engage in new things. It's just not okay to diminish yourself and think that you can't do it. And then number three, and this is very much connected to number one, but just give up the need to be right about everything. This is another attitude adjustment that we need to make because we're living in a fast changing world right now. And there are more opportunities to become a blockbuster in the age of Netflix now than ever. I talked about this in my book, The New Music Industry. And when you become a blockbuster in the age of Netflix, what happens? You're not as useful to others. You don't have a utility. There's nothing to offer other people. And there's nothing more beautiful than like really creativity. If we took away money uh, and that was never a concern for anybody in this world, what would we be left with? We would be left with each other. We would appreciate each other. We'd be left with spirituality. 
and pursuits of that nature. And we would be left with our creativity, our creativity. We would appreciate how someone dances. We would appreciate a piece of artwork someone created. We would appreciate a song that someone wrote. That is what we would be left with. And so these are skills that, yeah, you know, AI is coming along and maybe imitating what human beings can do. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're developing skills that others can appreciate and enjoy and be a part of because they're really universal languages. Yeah, some people say they hate music, but that can't possibly be true if if they're really human beings deep down, okay? Just can't be. I don't know where you're spending most of your time online. I would venture to guess many of you, for many of you, it's YouTube. Feel free to let me know. But if you're still on Clubhouse, and I mentioned this earlier, but if you're still on Clubhouse listening to people talk about NFTs and haven't taken any action on it and haven't made your own NFT friend, it's time to move on, move on, move on, move on. You're already talking about yesterday's news. Who cares? If you haven't made an NFT and you haven't sold one, then forget it. Move on. If it's working for you, great. Like I said earlier, we're exploring many different avenues, and that's fine. If the NFTs is one avenue you want to explore, great. But take it seriously. Don't just dabble at it. Don't just try it for fun. We got to take a different attitude and a different mindset into this if we want to earn an income in music. And most importantly, we need to stay open-minded. We can't just discount things because they don't fit into our current worldview or because we don't totally understand them. Be willing to learn. Don't diminish yourself. Your capacity is well beyond what you assume it to be. So episode summary, number one, don't be too quick to judge anything that isn't familiar Maybe podcasting works as an avenue for some people. Maybe Clubhouse works as an avenue for some people. Maybe other artists are utilizing Odyssey to make an income. How would you know unless you went and saw for yourself and researched it and asked questions and interviewed others and started looking into the opportunities that are available? Number two, be willing to keep developing yourself even if you have to start from scratch in a new endeavor. I shared an experience where I basically had to start from scratch as a theater tech at the university. And I was nervous and it was nerve wracking. And sometimes I really didn't want to take on those gigs, but they came to me at a time in my life when I really needed them. And my income from that gig doubled very quickly. That was maybe just a new contract at the university, but it was very helpful to have that at that time. Number three, stop trying to be right about everything. It's not about being right. It's about being a baller, dude. So go and be a baller in your music career. Okay, one more conversation before I wrap up this episode. I've been sending out more questions to our email list as of late, and I've been hearing from more of you, which is great. So I want to keep that up, and I want to keep sending you more questions. Now, I didn't ask specifically about any of my new programs. Yes, we are promoting them in a pretty significant way right now. But most of you responded saying, you know, timing wasn't quite right for the program or you were looking to finish up some projects before getting into it, which is all really great. I didn't ask for feedback on that, but I'm glad that you gave it to me. I'm really happy about that. Thank you. And I had one person respond saying, we're doing so well right now in our business. We don't need your programs. Okay, you know, look, that's the goal, really, for you to become self-established and self-sustaining and be able to do what you need to do income-wise in your music business or career. It's great that if you don't need me. 
I'm here to support artists and support and develop artists who've gotten into motion, but have run into a lot of obstacles, have felt like giving up or just aren't seeing the results they're looking to get, even though they feel like they've done everything right and they've tried every strategy and every tactic. And trust me, we are out there. I've had that experience of trying everything, feeling like I was literally doing everything right and not seeing the results I was looking for. So what I'm saying is I'm here to serve a niche, you see, but let me level with you. Even if you're doing amazing, I don't know where your music business is right now, but I've helped high level music business executives, professors, high performing artists, and even entrepreneurs in the personal development and skincare industries get breakthroughs and results in their careers and lives. I've been around the block, so I would still argue that coaching and referrals are going to be a key part of your development, especially in scaling. And if you haven't the first clue about how to scale your business, just trust me when I say you're going to run into some serious issues. You do you. I'm not trying to convince you of something that you don't believe in. But even those of you who feel, hey, I'm doing just fine. I'm doing great. I'm telling you right now, coaching is going to become even more essential in your career moving forward. And I'm just letting you know that I'm here whenever you need me. So if you enjoyed this episode, I just wanted to let you know that between now and November 19th, 2021, if you purchase any of our bundles, courses, or programs at Content Marketing Musician designed specifically to help you get results in your music career, we'll be giving 50% of the proceeds to the education of underprivileged children in South America. And even those of you who are telling me everything is going great, I don't need any of your programs, you can leave a donation to help make a difference and help us reach our goal of $1,500. So go to contentmarketingmusician.com to browse our products or leave a donation. This has been episode 244 of the New Music Industry Podcast. I'm David Andrew Weeb, and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. Music